Welcome to the show, guys. Today I have my friend Kareen. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> Pretty good. Not Your first bad. time being recorded. It feels weird. <laughs> a on little a bit. A little bit. On a podcast, yes. Yeah. Eh? So, I mean, I'm in LA right now for, for like for the last six weeks. So it's kind of like Crossface Buddha on tour. And you're my first American guest. <laughs> oh, wow. <What laughs> nice, right? <laughs> so you moved down here recently too, right? Yes. Yeah. I moved down like last month. Are you excited? Living in LA? Living the dream? <laughs> I mean, it's the dream for like a lot of people. But I think for me, because I visited so many times, right. I already anticipated all the things that would happen in terms mm. of like traffic. In terms of just... That's exciting. Traffic, first thing you think about. Yeah, traffic. That's first thing I think about. Okay, the Bay Area. So that's where okay. I'm from originally. Right. Our traffic is also pretty bad. I've been to the Bay Area. It's it's pretty bad, actually. Yeah. I've seen like the tour bus and everything for Apple because people don't want to drive out there. Yeah. So originally, the like Yahoo has their own bus. Oh, really? Um, I don't know if they still do, but I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah. And then um, Google will have a bus. Uh-huh. Um, it's supposed to help like people who don't want to commute. Right. So they can just take the company yeah, yeah. bus. Yeah. So that they can. It's a shuttle. It's a shuttle. Yeah, it's a shuttle. Yeah. So they'll shuttle you. Um, which kind of theoretically helps, or helps makes it worse. in terms of keeping the cars off. But then right. there's also a lot of people who are coming in from Central Valley to Where get jobs. Central Valley? So like from Stockton or San Joaquin County oh. um, that come in to do jobs. Interesting. Um, so sometimes the drivers for Uber and Lyft in the SF area. Oh, they're from those areas. Are from those areas Got on it. the weekends. So you and I, we met, like it was our, technically our first official face-to-face meeting. Yes. Because I've, how long have I known you now? Eight months? I, I don't think so. I think we started in August, right? Our little, so we have a script reading group. Yes. And that was started by my cousin, Preston, <laughs> which it still doesn't have a name actually, or it could be dead by now, but I don't know. But yeah, so we met, um, I think August is when we, we decided to like do the whole script reading. We all met up every week to do it. Yeah. So like it was every our first Wednesday. in-person meeting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's weird nowadays to Why? meet people from virtual things, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Oh, did you did you meet a lot of virtual people? Like like virtual meetups and stuff like during this whole weird period." Well, so one of the like huge factors for me, like mm-hmm. to move down to LA, was right. actually because of acting class. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then so I started taking a class at crash acting okay. studios and that started all online oh but i've been following that class for a while they, they really converted you if that's the case it's like they really made a sale on this one <laughs> uh it was more of like i'm one of those people who are like if i don't know people here it's not very likely that i would want to move oh really yeah so do you have a lot of friends in the area then um i have friends that are scattered throughout la okay so I have friends who are Diamond Bar and then I have friends who are in Arcadia and then I have friends who are like mostly in Irvine area, like OC area. And then I was just like, well, now that I know like people from class, that's mostly Maybe some friends, some some people that I know that I can probably like contact uh-huh. or like know a little bit, get a little bit more information about or just to like hang out or um and like move towards like things that I kind of have more interest in. Right. 
it was a huge motivating factor, I guess, to ah, actually make the move. Gotcha. But I mean, Arcadia, Irvine, and all these other places, like they're pretty damn far. Like from from like you're in East LA, right? Is it East I, LA or downtown LA still considered? Uh, I'm like right in Lincoln Heights, right. so it's like pretty close to downtown. Okay. Um, and then it's probably about like 20, 15 minutes, which is only like maybe 10 miles, 10, 17 miles towards like Pasadena and Arcadia area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a lot of miles. Like, so so we're in kilometers in Canada. So it's like, I think it's like, what's the conversion? Like 1.6, I think. So I'm like, oh my 1. God. 1.6? Yeah, Should it's like, Google this? no, it's okay. Facts are not, not real here. <laughs> but it's like 20, it's like 25 kilometers for me. I was like, oh my God, that's, that's quite far. Just to make that round trip is pretty far. <laughs> Like for me, that's like driving like from my parents' place all the way downtown almost to my place. So uh, this is something that someone else told me from yeah. like overseas. For some really odd reason, the people here in California will measure distance by time. Oh, yeah. How, how, how long? How long it'll take. Yeah. 15 minutes, 20 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. It's not about distance for you guys. For us, it's like for us, it's in Toronto. It's like we don't yeah, we, we can't measure by time because the traffic changes so frequently. Like so one trip could be 20 minutes. The next one could be an hour for the same distance. So <laughs> <laughs> so we look at it by distance. We look at it as like when you're leaving. Right. And when you'll get there. So let's say if I try to go to an event in SF uh-huh. at 7 p.m. Okay. I would probably have to leave at five. What the fuck? Oh, in SF? Because that's rush hour time. I think, wait, so an event to where? How far are you driving though? So from where I live in like San Jose uh-huh. or like Fremont oh, area. Into? Into the, SF. Oh. It would probably take me about two hours. Are you serious? Yeah. Two hours to get into the city. Mm-hmm. Jesus. So if you're from Sunnyvale and you're trying to get into the city, so let's say you work in Mountain View, okay. where like Google, or Mellow Park, where yeah. most like Facebook is, right? It will probably take you about another like two hours, two hours to three hours, two three hours to get into the city. Yeah, if there's no accidents, what? That's insane. Yeah, if there's an accident, then you might be like in like stop traffic, like is it that traffic. bad there? So I've never, I've only, I've stayed with Preston. No, I never stayed with Preston. I've only because he's in what Cupertino. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So my cousin Preston's in Cupertino. And I only had dinner with him there. And then we drove into the city, into San Fran. I've only lived in San Fran for a few days. It was it was okay. I mean, a lot of bums, a lot of needles, you know, the usual San Fran experience you get. Food was okay. But I didn't realize it would take that long to get into the city. Wait, where did you go to say that food is only okay in SF? No, I mean, I've been like, because Toronto is pretty good Chinese food. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And then, you know, New York's not bad. And here's okay. I mean, San Fran was good, but I was just, I wasn't like, wow, it wasn't mind blowing. <laughs> I guess if you're looking at Chinese food, then it's okay. Probably so, not. what's your favorite food over there? I think I don't really go into SF too often, but I do right. know there's a couple of good places. Yeah. I think for me, it was just ramen. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, you lived in, you live in San Jose, right? All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Around there. How's that? How is it? There's some mom and pop shops for food. That's pretty good. Is it, it's just like a suburb, right? It's very suburban. It's a little weird because it's technically a college town because they're really? San Jose State. Oh, okay. Um, but I don't know how many people actually live like near San Jose State. Right. That go to that college. A lot of them are commuters. That makes sense. Oh, because so you drive, build drive from like other areas around mm-hmm. around the area, greater mm-hmm. San Jose area. Yeah. Um, 
I would say it's mostly suburbs though. Yeah. Mostly yeah, suburbs. Yeah. That's like kinda like Toronto. Like I went to a commuter school. I would I wish I lived on campus, but I didn't. Oh. Wait, where where did you go? I went to school in Stockton. Whoa. University of the Pacific. Oh, how was that? Was it fun? Was it a nice school? <laughs> the campus is really nice. Yeah. Um, a lot of people go there for the campus. Right. We've actually filmed a couple of shows there. Really? Like you you have personally? Well, I did. I filmed on campus. Right. Um actually filmed on campus really recently with another project. Really? Um you, you, you don't have to share it. <laughs> it's secret. Um but, but yeah. there's Indiana Jones filmed there. Oh really? Um Flubber. Okay. Like, sounds familiar. This green, yeah. like, oh, the glue the, yeah, blob yeah, yeah. thing um, was also filmed there. Okay. Um, and then if you go on the campus tour, if they bring it back after COVID, right. um, they usually tell you which window that they used. One my window. So they filmed the outside of one of the buildings. Oh, for, for, the, for Flubber. Oh, for the movie. I think Flubber. it was for Indiana Jones. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, I feel like they like to do that. So in Chinatown here, they have a building we saw because I went to like one of the bars, General Lee, which is across the street. On the wall, it says uh, Jackie Chan's Rush Hour 3 was filmed here. I was like, oh, that's, that's a, it's, I guess it's an attraction, right? It's a marketing yeah. thing. It becomes like a tourist thing yeah, or tourist attraction. Trap. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's other things you can do in Stockton. Um, Stockton. Isn't that it a, has isn't a bad jail there? Rep. It has a bad rep. Why? Um, like wait, the school or like the the city? The town? city has a bad rep. Why? Um, I guess the crime was pretty bad. Oh, really? Um, so if you ask like certain people who lived there, maybe like 10, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. they said uh, it's it was a lot of like gangs. Oh. Um, but now it's a little bit better. Um, I don't know if it's gentrified gentrification. Mm-hmm. I think it's just more of like it, it really depends on like which area of Stockton you live in. Okay. Too. But that's like, I think that's, so that's something I've noticed about the whole U.S. Like two blocks down is really nice. Two blocks east or west, it could be a fucking shithole. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. if you're in like downtown Stockton, then it's like you might want to keep your heads up a little bit more. Um, like that's really trippy to me because in Toronto, downtown is always the nice area. <clears throat> nice affluent area. And then like there's certain pockets. But I feel like whenever people reference downtown, like downtown L.A. has like like a bad rep too. I've, I've in the past, at least, like Skid mm-hmm. Row's like right here, right on on Fourth. Yeah, Skid Row's over towards like East LA. Um, yeah, I never noticed that. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> a thing. I like on the on the West Coast, anyways. At least, like mm-hmm. when you said like Stockton, you know, downtown Stockton's a piece of shit, you know. And then San Fran is kind of like that too. San Fran's kind of overrun, isn't it? Uh, no, San Fran. Financial district is pretty nice. Okay. Okay. So that's um, okay there's then. like different streets where, like, I mean, Tenderloin is the place that most people would be like, oh, you want to be careful when you go through there or just in don't San go Fran. Through there. Or just don't even go okay. through there. But technically, there's a really good ramen place that's like right on the edge. You really like ramen. I do. That's you, the only place I go oh whenever I go to SF. <laughs> so, um, so I'm curious about more about your acting thing. So, how did you, uh, you know, Want to, what made you want to do it? Because I think you were working something else before. You're doing something else, but you're, you're a pharmacist, right? Yes. Nice. So um, you're like, fuck the license, you know, fuck the lab coat. Well, it makes a great <laughs> job. <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, I think it was just more of like at a certain point, it was like either my mental health was going to go down. Really? Because I worked at a chain pharmacy. Okay, I did and, that too. Um, it was so stressful. Like I would go to work. I'd come off of work 
and I would be dreaming about about how to maximize or how to like sell drugs not sell drugs but to like delegate tasks to like text oh okay and stuff because it would just be so ridiculous like i would be called to remove like to do consultation right yeah like every other minute while the phone is ringing oh like at a certain staff yeah, like at a certain point, I was just like, okay, how do I set up my station so that I don't have to look for the stapler? Oh, have <laughs> it in your pocket at all times. No, they have automatic ones. So that mm. there, uh, someone showed me that you can stack it on a on a plastic bin, okay. so that when you pull the um, oh, she- when you pull the um, papers over, you have enough space on the bottom for the pills oh, and okay. the bag. And oh. then you have, and then you have the stapler right where that, you pull. That, that it seems like a first world problem. Why you just use a regular stapler? It was an auto. That's what we did. We also did that. So you had both. Let's say you run out of one stapler, and the automatic stapler runs out of staples. Then you pull out the the <laughs> other one because it's like you have over. So I worked at scri- um, stores that was almost like three thousand prescriptions. Are you serious? Three thousand prescriptions a day? Yeah. Holy shit! And then I had stores that was three hundred. Right, because I the max I ever dealt with was two hundred scripts a day. Yeah, but the ones with three thousand, obviously, we had more staff. Right, right. Um, but it doesn't mean like it's it organized. doesn't get stressful. Oh no, it does. It does. Um, like, even at two hundred, I was like losing my mind. Yeah, and then if you have a patient riding the counter that's been asking for you like yeah. every so often, but yeah. you can't get off the phone, then nope. it's like, well, what are you gonna do? Yeah, no, I, I know that environment. We had a drive through too. Yes, I also worked at stores that had the drive-thru. And at a certain point, I was just like, I don't think I can do this long term. So so was it your parents like told you, oh, go, go into pharmacy, go into pharmacy. And you're like, okay, sure. And then you realize like, fuck this. Well, my parents were interesting. <laughs> yeah. Because I wanted to go to medical school, but okay. they were the ones who told me to go to pharmacy really? school. Really? Yeah. Oh, so they kind of shot you in the foot. Kind of. Oh, shit. They thought that pharmacy would be better. Than medical school? Really? Yeah, in terms Why? of like work-life balance. But it really no. is not the it's like no. pretty similar. Yeah, I, I think it's like the hours you work and the stress you have is about the same. Yeah. If you want to do like clinical pharmacy, then it's okay. Um, it depends on where. But the thing is a lot of places want like there's this thing called ambulatory care pharmacy. Yeah. This okay. is it's more sought after than okay. most like other retail positions, like you would for chain pharmacy okay um yeah community yeah yeah so then they those positions are more like nine to five or nine to seven okay um it's just right now pharmacy education i don't think really puts you in In the right position for those yeah i'm sure it's changed i I left like that industry like 10 years ago when i was like 21 (laughs) (laughs) Probably not a bad idea. So um, so you decided you're like, okay, I'm not gonna be a pharmacist. And you're like your I guess your passion is in movies, acting, I assume. I think I'm just more right now kind of exploring like oh, whether okay. or not similar to what I was kind of thinking. Yeah, it's more of like I'm into the storytelling aspect. Right. But right. of course with acting, it's like not every role is gonna be for you. No, for sure. Right? And especially in, in this kind of market for Asians, it's kind of uh yeah it's like there's very few roles you know and then you always get the question because we're from hong kong right that is like do you ever want to go back to hong kong to like Mm. start your career and then i was just like why would i want to do that it's just a different 
like we don't even speak the language like to that extent well to be honest (laughs) like most of tvb like their actors like actresses are from out of state oh out of of country right because most of them are like they either won the hong kong beauty pageant or some sort of international miss asia and then they went over there but they they don't even sound authentic they sound like they're like uh, they learn cantonese while they're there I know, but it just sounds like that's why it sounds like there's like you know there's shit in their mouth. You know, I got I know, I Like that's what it sounds like, right? It's just like not accurate. Like it just like it sounds like they're like just like reciting words. Like half the half the shows feel, feel like that, and it's also I hate I hate their shows. <laughs> I would recommend View TV. What was View TV? A V I U TV. So. It's a new. It's come. It's a somewhat new station. It's actually oh. been around for a while, but their TV shows have been pretty interesting. Like more gritty. They're a little more bit real. more interesting in the sense where it's like the script is a little bit better. Okay. They're willing to touch on like really interesting topics. Right. Um. I think the most recent one is about like gay people, like okay. gay romance, and then like everyone decides. And the re- complex relationships between them is like husband and okay. wife, and the guy decides he's gonna become gay or wow. like he is gay. Wow! And then it, it it's more of a sad. It's, it kind of has a comedic. Oh, it's more element. satirical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but then it kind of explores these really deep, like or like possibilities. Really. And it's fascinating. I feel like Hong Kong is actually very conservative. Like the media is extremely conservative. Like I don't think there's been any like. Because I heard that like being gay in Hong Kong is really bad. Like it's just really tough. I don't think the city's homophobic, but like I just like the media just is like doesn't really allow that. Uh, TVB doesn't really allow that. From what I understand, anyways. Yeah, TVB tends to show really conser- like all more conservative. Yeah, like- but there's, that's like the only channel TVB. <laughs> it's like web streaming, I think now. Oh really? I I stopped watching like Cantonese movies and shows. It kind of went downhill, like at like the turn of like the centuries, like boom, you know. Yeah, kind of did. <laughs> yeah, no. So I mean, I always there's other like I guess Asian shows that are kind of better, but most of them are not that gritty and dark. So I, I like dark movies, dark shows. You know, that makes it interesting, right? Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't really be showing that on like normal daytime. No, but so usually prime time stuff, right? Like eight o'clock, nine o'clock. I guess even like American TV is like very um, it, they kind of have a cusp of just like how to describe it, very like conservative and very like neutral. After like for like prime time TV, you know, like, you know, like HBO or something to really have that interesting TV shows. Yeah, I mean that kind of makes sense though. Yeah. It's like you don't want your kids kind of like flipping through the channels. I totally do. I you totally, totally do. do. I was like, I grew up. I was like watching like. I think I went to see Batman at the age of like three. I was like, yes, I like the violence. Yes. Not the cartoon version? No, no, the adult one. My dad took me. I ran up to the screen. I clearly remember this. Remember this. Wait, which version of Batman though? The Batman from 1989. Was it 89? No, it was 92. I think it was filmed. Maybe it was the second one. I don't know. But I remember I was running up to this TV screen. I was like, Batman, Batman. I'm just thinking, is this the one with George Clooney? No, no, (laughs) no. The one that was really bad? No, no, no. This was with Michael Keaton. Ah, yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, that one's really good. So, okay, so now you're pursuing your path as an actor. Now, like, how long have you been uh, trying to break in? How, how's that been going? Uh, it's been interesting because right. it's like I think originally it was a bucket list type of thing, and I okay. just took an acting class. Okay, fun. All right. Um, 
And it was actually one of the most stressful things that I've taken. Why? Because the thing is, is like when you come out of pharmacy school, it's like you think that the mindset is, oh, shoot, if I make a mistake, oh. then someone could possibly die. It happens. Right. I know, but it, it's like, it's oh, yeah. not, you guys get cold, sued for anything. Yeah, right? like we get sued for things and then the board of pharmacy could come after you. Oh, really? Uh, well, I don't know how true that is, but um, it is definitely a possibility. Mm. Um, so it's like when you're coming from a high risk situation where your mind is like, oh, shoot. Gotta be precautious. Yeah. Like being super cautious about everything. Mm-hmm. And then whereas like when you're acting, that's like that doesn't actually help you at all. Right. Yeah. Um. So it was just kind of like interesting to make that shift. Yeah. Um. So it was actually for the past three, four years, I was been taking it through community college. Okay. And then I started realizing like there are certain things about acting uh-huh. that you need to be very careful with. Like what? Um. So for me, there is like I have some symptoms of like PTSD, which is like oh, where like hyperventilation. Um, sometimes if I get triggered, like I will dissociate and like I will just freeze. Um, is this because of your work? Partially. You war? <laughs> it felt like a war zone every single time I went into the pharmacy. So were you diagnosed with PTSD? No. Okay. There was also other okay. things that kind of happened throughout Uh-oh. pharmacy school that also triggered it. Um, pharmacy school is a... <laughs> I mean, they did say that um, pharmacy school, dental school, and medical school, right. the depression rates are higher. Right. A lot, do, a lot of my friends are doctors, so they drink a lot. They do a lot of drugs. Yeah. So it's awesome. more like a mental health thing. Because it's like right. when you um, approach... like I think most people who... At least for me, when I went to pharmacy school, like I'm not trying to kill anyone. Oh, I don't think anyone's trying to kill anyone. No no one goes in trying to kill somebody. Yeah, like, at least for me, I knew I wanted to do it because I wanted to help people. Uh Uh-huh. So at a certain point, it was just like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. (laughs) Um, I don't know how to... Handle it. Handle it anymore. Mm. Um, So I just took that break and I was just like, let's do acting. But then with acting, there's times where you want to be in a character that oh. is in a very similar Position. situation. Right. And then it triggers you. And then it, and then I just and then either like I go on extremes and then I shut down. Oh shit. And then I block it out completely. So like there's times where like I was in a scene where um the character is oh goodness, what was the show? Children's Hour. Oh, what is that? Um it's about a girl. I forgot what was her name. Um, but they're like kids. Okay. But there's this one girl that I was playing and she basically lashes out and calls everyone a liar. But she was the one who was lying. And you were you were playing that girl. And I was playing that girl. And did that trigger you? And I noticed that whenever I started like getting angry, I would just shut down. But that, did that trigger you? No. Okay. It was more of like there were certain parts where it was just like certain lines that I couldn't get to. Oh, uh, emotionally? Yes. That's very interesting. Um, Because I was pretty much accusing this other girl of being a bully. Is that what you did at work? You're a bully. <laughs> I think it was more of the scenario. Uh, okay. Just didn't like fit with me. Really? And then it's like this idea where it's like, I want to be this. Right. But, or be like a scene a certain way. Uh-huh. But in reality, it's like when you see your work. It's or, like, different? 
it feels different. Right, right. Yeah, because like when you're in it, you think it looks a certain way. But when you look back at it, it, it's totally different, right? It's like, you know, what you visualize versus what the reality is. Yeah. So so you didn't like what the outcome of the shot? Is that it? I think it was more of like, I felt like very like disconnected. Oh, in that one shoot? In that experience. Because okay. the thing is, this is theater. So oh, theater I, I started in theater. Oh, you actually, okay. So I'm very curious. So you went, so you went to the pharmacy school and it sounds like you worked a few years in pharmacy, I assume. I mean, I'm still working. Yeah, you're still working in pharmacy. <laughs> but I mean, did you, like, how many years before you decided, like, screw it, like three, four years in pharmacy? Um, I actually started taking an acting class while I was in pharmacy school. <laughs> you were already like, looking for it out. You're like, fuck this. <laughs> it was so hard. Like, pharmacy school was yeah. so hard for me. Like, but you, but you made it. You made it. I did. My friends actually thought I was a little crazy because I took out three hours. Well, three, four hours, because including driving time on a Sunday. Oh, wow. wait, evening, for what? Just to go to take acting class. Oh, you would drive down here? I would drive down to um, Campbell. Okay. So from my house to Campbell, sometimes it takes about 30 to 40 minutes. Minutes. Okay. But sometimes it takes three to four hours. Oh, because I mean the whole day because you just like hang hey, your afternoon, right? You got to go for a class and drive back. Yeah. Okay. It's not just the commute. It's Well, it's a Sunday evening. So then the commute is not too bad. Okay. But it's just that class would be from, I think, 7 to 10. Right. Um, okay. But, well, yeah, that's fine. I mean, so it's like, Doing anything else like doing yoga, right? But that's cool that you've actually got landed roles in uh, productions. That's awesome. A couple of them. Yeah, half of it is luck, I think. Do you do you think you're like a method actor, or I forget what the other one was? Um, because method actors like they become the character, right? I mean, if you want to talk about the academia and like the theology, or like, well, I mean, just want to talk about what you. Wait, how you feel like what you oh, think how you are, I would think yeah, or how you feel about your role right like do you do you play the character as yourself because that's what method is right it's the, the the actor being themselves and invoking those emotions so I think most of my teachers kind of want the Meisner route okay which is like imagination right but in theory like you want to be able to find where you and the character connect Oh, okay. Um, and then from there, kind of build the other character or that's get to know the other character. At least that's how I've kind of started approaching it because I don't want to touch anything that would cause me to trigger. Yeah, to trigger or so to no like, dark, no dark dramas. Eventually, I want to get there, but damn, <laughs> um, <Some> scars, <laughs> battle yeah. scars. Yeah, there was times when I was just like, why did I? choose this piece <laughs> like like the role or you mean like um there was an exercise that we did in acting okay and then you had to create a little scene uh-huh. and like a little set for yourself okay and then i like picked some stuff that was a little bit too personal oh. and i couldn't go up oh really yeah holy shit and but this is from like the meisner route right i mean there's people who say like that would probably be more like substitution what's substitution uh Wow, I'm not a teacher at this, so that's fine. That's <laughs> I'm cool. gonna try my best to just, just explain, explain whatever you, you think you know. So substitution is what some people would say, like something that's similar in okay. memory right. or something that can get you to that spot emotionally. Oh, like Sean Penn, how he does it. I don't. I because Sean Penn, like he he does his own emotions, right? He like he takes like 
past trauma uses it to make himself cry yeah that would be kind of like substitution. okay yeah that's fucked up um i can't do that yeah i, I would want to do that it's like reliving trauma yeah trying to relive your trauma every night on stage yes and sometimes um my teacher used to tell me that she's he's seen that like he's seen someone in the middle of a theater show they Breakdown. couldn't get out of that spot oh because like they, and they had to cancel the show because that that one actor used she used substitution and then something like it worked all the previous days except right. for that one but it's just night. too much it's just adds yeah. up right it's taxing i guess so um yeah. i don't know because this is a secondhand story oh okay yeah. so okay that's cool and how long have you been acting now for uh on and off maybe like four or five years holy shit so since 2017. Oh, wow. And, you know, have you done a lot of productions then since then? Um, so it's a mixture of acting and submitting for auditions. Right. Which, and also a mixture of just working as like production assistant. Yeah. Because um, I'm still trying to figure out if there's a spot for me in right. doing behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Because um, that was originally what I was aiming for. I feel um, like you and Preston both wanted that first. Like, like they want you guys want to be behind this behind the camera versus the front. Yeah. So in college, I took the took an introduction to filmmaking class. Right. Because I was just curious, like, okay, how does this all work? Right. Yeah. Um, I got interested in um, film editing for a little bit. Okay. Um, because my cousin does that. Okay. Um, and then I was just like, I made a film. It was not very good because my writing sucked. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then yeah, try. Um, we also shot in Super 8 film. What's Super 8? So it's just basically back then they shoot with a reel of film. Yeah. Um, so it's like the ones that hand crank, you know. Okay, yeah. But nowadays you have like the machines that will do it automatically at whatever rate you want it to do. Okay. Um, so we shot with Super 8 film. Okay. We had to set up all the lights. Okay. Um, because if you don't shoot within within the right light range, right, you actually don't get any image. It's just black. Are you serious? Yeah. So how was that? It must have been a really weird experience. So I had to learn a lot about lights. Okay. And it wasn't good because we had so many shadowings like on the oh. walls, and then you see like three di different shadows. Okay. Because we had lights all set up at a certain angle. Right. And I was just like, this would actually be kind of interesting to learn more about because mm -hmm. I thought it was fun. It right, was stressful yeah. because I was the only one who wanted to even like think about it. Oh, um, no one else wanted to deal with it? Yeah. That's and then, um, but because we only had three people to finish the script. Right. Um, so we had limited hands too. Okay. And then we had like one actor. So oh. thankfully it was just a one talent. One actor only? Yeah. How does that work? Well, actually it was two actors because it was her and her friend. Her right. and her sister, which were identical twins. Oh, nice. Um, we were just really <laughs> lucky that we had people who were actually interested in it. Oh, really? Um, was it not like people in class that would help you? Or did you just have to find random people to do it with you? So we set out a casting call, but oh, wow. not that many students at UOP really want to act. UOP, oh, University of Pacific. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, so like you were doing like pretty much like two degrees. Well, I only took that class once. Okay. So I didn't get a minor in it or anything. Okay. Um, for one semester, but it was like the most stressful thing ever. Yeah. I... Um. So from there, I was just like, oh, I want to know how it would be to act. Yeah. Because then I didn't know how to direct any of my actors. Right. Right. Really, pretty much like my friends. 
didn't it's know tough, what to right? do. Yeah, because yeah. you're just like you're like you think you know, but then when you actually start doing it, it's like uh, you kind of froze. You're like, what do I do now? What do I do? You know? Yeah, I get that. Yeah, it's like how do you um, tell someone I would like you to like I don't know blocking smile or like, yeah or more. invoke that emotion. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, um, and how to just get people to kind of relax in front of the camera is right. also really hard. Um, yeah, getting people warmed up, you know, like make them laugh, break down their inhibitions, et cetera, right? Yeah. So so would you try like directing now then, now that you've done both? No. No? <laughs> it's, too, it's too stressful? It's, there's too many things going on. Really? I think um, what I've really learned is that the clearer you can keep the roles right. and distinct and um, it gives you a lot more energy and space to stay stick within that element okay so let's say like you have a dp okay. or you have a g and e which is your gaffer and electric mm -hmm. electricians okay um, which is the lighting and stuff yeah um then it's like the more you can keep them doing what they're good at the more aspect of creativity you can get oh okay yeah because yeah, you don't want to deal with all the other stuff that you don't not supposed to deal with right mm -hmm. that makes sense that makes sense yeah so if you're a director then i was like if you can direct then try to keep within directing yeah, yeah. um and then um at least for that project unless right. if it's your, your good friends and you guys already have a good rep. relationship yeah. yeah like a good rep and a way of method of doing it like working together then mm -hmm. i think that's totally fine but um for like the first couple of days when you do like any type of independent film sets yeah the roles if they're distinct and clear mm -hmm. then it, it helps. keeps up it keep, like it starts the momentum a lot easier do you do you feel like okay so you've been on set like is it like a like what's the experience like because honestly i haven't really been on a set like i was on a set for like the photo shoot with with uh tian our mm -hmm. friend <clears throat> Like she was kind of to bring me, but it wasn't like really a film shoot. You know, there's no one calling action, nothing like that. It's just they're doing like a table read. Mm -hmm. And then she was just doing the headshots. Like it was fun. It was cool. But it was just like, I guess it's also kind of trippy. Yeah. So how was your experience like? Um, I've only been on smaller things. Yeah. So not like your Netflix large no, budget sure. stuff. Yeah. Um, I've been on a documentary set where we went to several different locations okay um and for the most part it's not too bad i've also done like music videos which right. is only like a cast and crew of maybe like five to eight people oh is it, is it like really hack and slash if it's planned like pre-planned pretty well right it runs almost like clockwork oh really um like they know where we're going next they know when we're <clears throat> moving everything yeah um and to what location Okay. Um, and the people that I've worked with, they actually went through film school and they've been on set. Okay, like so yeah, they're they're used to it. Yeah. So then they see like when you're on larger sets, like Matrix level or like Oh really? Um Lincoln or anything like that. Or, What's Lincoln? Um, there's this movie called Lincoln. Like the Lincoln It's with... about Lincoln Abraham Lincoln. Oh oh that one. Okay, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So they told me that you kind of stick within your role and then it just runs. Yeah, it's, it's like any business, right? <clears throat> if you're more of like a startup, you know, independent, you do everything. Mm -hmm. But if you're like a big, you know, big company, it's like everyone just has like, you know, you're you're a cog. You do your part and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool though. It's fun. At least that's what I've been told. Yeah. I haven't been on those. Yeah. And and now wait, you're looking for like a casting agent? How's that going? Uh talent. 
agency representation. Yeah. Um, I am technically in the process of working on that. Nice, nice. I'm just like been so swamped. Yeah, for sure. No, I get it. You know, the whole moving down here. So pretty much you're going for your, this is like you jumping in and going for that dream that you've had now for the last four years. I guess. <laughs> I think it's also kind of like, I guess I didn't get to finish what you something started. else. Right. It was, I don't know. Pandemic was really weird. Why? Because um, we had a theater show that was supposed to go to the Fringe, which is like a major theater festival. Oh, really? In Scotland. Wow. Um, It got canceled. Oh, that sucks. Um, but technically, I was thinking like that would, in <clears throat> theory, that would technically be an international like yeah stage. Yeah, international release. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, I never thought about that. Like, I never thought about like wanting, to, like, or even like thinking about like performing overseas. So wait, it was a theater or no, it was a film? It was a theater. Oh, it was a theater. It was a theater. Like we had a playwright write a new play. Oh wow! For our high for the community college, right? Um, and that we were supposed to travel as a as group. a group. Um, so you'd be go. like a troop. Yes. Holy shit, that's crazy. Yes, I was just like I never thought in my entire like life that I would want like I would be even be participating yeah. in something like that. That's interesting. And <laughs> what was really interesting, I was only ensemble, but I had like four different roles. Are you really? <laughs> yes. So you're playing like different characters. So wait, so what happened to the whole theater? Like it just ended? No, we canceled it because uh -huh. the school didn't want it. Oh, the school didn't yeah. want to do it. Oh, the school didn't want to hold on to all of the money and then oh, it wouldn't make sense right. for them to hold on indefinitely people's money in mm. the beginning. Money isn't like tickets. Because we as students would pay. Oh, to go. To go. Oh, what? Um, Because we registered as a category. I see. A very, like a separate category. We okay. registered at high school and community college. Oh, okay. Um, So we registered under that. So all then right. we were thinking that we would just go together. And then we would just put all the money to pay another travel agency to help us with all the room and board once we get there. Okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah. That sucks. That's okay. I mean, uh, you know, there's more opportunity here. Sounds like I don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, as you, I mean, competition is also higher, right? Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with doing community college or theater or even local theater, and I think there's a lot of fun in doing that. Yeah. Because ultimately, I think storytelling for me is really about like bringing something back to the community. Okay. Um, and, so, and there's always like free Shakespeare stuff too. Yeah. And that's also kind of been something that I wanted to try. You do Shakespeare? I've always wanted to try and learn Shakespeare. So we, we learned that actually through, uh, school. So I did acting class in high school for a little bit. That was fun. You know, it was cool. Um, but we did a lot of Shakespeare, even our English classes, we did it. So there's a lot of dramatization. So like Hamlet, um, what Midsummer Night's Dream or whatever the hell it is. And then we actually have a town in, in Ontario that does Shakespeare. Yeah. So there's a Shakespeare stage, but it was so boring. Like I got there, I just fell asleep. <laughs> like we paid like 70 bucks to go watch. And then we're just like, <sighs> I was like, oh shit, it's over. Like literally I slept through the whole thing. Oh man. Yeah. Shakespearean for me. I've seen um, different renditions of Shakespeare. Right. Uh, the one that Benedict Cumberbatch did for oh. Hamlet. Um, did Hamlet? He did it like two, three years ago. Was it? It was a movie or they filmed it. It was it was staged oh, over okay. in London. Oh, okay. Um, but then they filmed it and they showed it really? here. 
in the theater. Okay. Like in the movie theaters, like the American movie theaters. Nice. I watched it and I was just like, oh, this is really interesting. Um, They added different stage elements. Right. And I think it added a little bit to the story. Okay. Or like how I originally thought about the story. Um, Yeah. Theater, I feel like it's just much bigger in UK or I guess now it's called England or. It's always yeah UK. So UK. (laughs) That's interesting. Because, no, I think theater is big here too, but theater is more in New York, isn't it? Uh, musicals. Yeah, Broadway. Musical, Broadway. <clears throat> um, musicals were something that I was kind of like, I guess I was not too fond of okay. until like I started doing theater and then all of my friends were really into musical. Right. And then I was like, oh, this is like, I, it started to kind of rub off on me. So you like, like theater or musical? I like plays. Plays. It's like, yeah. Plays. I don't know. How, I don't know how I would ever do like repetitive stuff. Like, can you imagine they redo your lines every night, or like that girl had to use substitute every night to evoke those emotions? Um, it's like I don't know. For me, that'd be brutal. So you've done some theater. Like, how how long was it? Like, uh, was the run for? So I did two shows. Okay. Um, for theater, that's not bad. We only did weekend shows, so we did like Thursday to Sunday, and then maybe a couple of Monday <clears throat> shows or matinee shows for high school students. Got it. Um, so we did, and then there was one season where, because of California and its wildfires, we pretty much only had one weekend. Oh shit. Um. Well, this is a whole season. So the thing is, with community uh-huh. college, it's really only one semester. Oh, okay. Oh, so okay. So you. You guys put together like a film at the beginning of the semester and then you oh. go through it. So it's so again, this is theater. Yeah, yeah. Um with film, it's just sorry, just, I mean I mean I mean theater. Yeah. So with theater, we pretty much rehearse for two, three months. Oh wow. Um, and then we do a week of tech rehearsals. Okay. Which is basically with all the lighting and um stage and right. everything. And then we do dress rehearsals. Okay. For like two three days and then you have opening night um and then that's when you just keep running the show until the weekend and then you run it again for matinee and then you run it again the following week so that's a that's a long process for one play yeah i wish sometimes it's more of like i think there's limitations with community college versus like broadway okay so like if you do like if you ever seen like Hamilton or anything like that, if you look at like their play, yeah, like yeah. their um, playwright, their list, um, you'll see that sometimes they'll put in understudies. Mm. Um, there's union regulations, I think, oh. on like how much, like when they can get a break, when the actors get a break, right. and how to rotate. Yeah. Um, so that the main leads don't have to be like gone. Yeah, like killing their voices or anything like that. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> um so it's like understudies will step in and then maybe for matinees they take a break and an understudy will step in oh so like it's like it's like backup yes um people have told me being an understudy is actually really hard because you learn everything but you don't play yes but, but you, you have paid. to be on call oh. like you might not get to perform but you need to know everything you have to know the lines you have to know the blocking you have to know everything so that, that sounds like a pain if someone does step or is missing then you have to that sounds like a pain in the ass being an understudy. I guess it's good and bad, right? Like the good part is that, you know, you might get the opportunity to perform. The shitty part is you might be wasting your time. But you get paid, right? You get paid, I imagine. I think so. 
I haven't really looked at Broadway because yeah. I don't. You don't really want to do it, right? I don't think I have the physical capabilities to do Broadway. Because you have to constantly be doing it night after night. Um, I'm not much of a dancer. I think that's the big thing. Is that a dancing thing? Oh, Broadway's dancing? I've, I've never seen like music. Show. Most of them are musicals. I've seen musicals. I saw, um, <clears throat> what's that one called? Uh, Book of Mormon. Yes, that yeah. one. If you look at the sheet music for that, the piano is really insane. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. Well, I mean, it was made by what? The guys of South Park, right? Yeah, it was great. Ooh. The guys of South Park. Yeah. Yeah. One of my friends know how to play pieces from there. And I was looking at it and I was just like, I don't know if my hand can reach that many octaves. Oh, you play? Me? Yeah. Piano? Yeah. Okay. So, so you're, you're like, you're kind of more geared toward the arts. Then. For the most part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like it. That's good though. You know, now you're in LA, you can pursue that dream. I feel like you can pursue that dream anywhere. No, I don't think so. You can't like I don't think like there's casting involved like anywhere else. Like like Ontario has a lot of productions, but mm-hmm. zero casting. Like like you'll get like small commercials here and there. Mm-hmm. But in Ontario it's most like there's always filming on my street. The boys are filmed like literally down the street from my place, like in other shows as well, movies, but zero casting ever happens. They don't hire locals for the film productions there? No, no, for film production, yeah. So if you're background, if you're background of ah. your crew, then you like people do it, right? Like there's companies set up like just literally for local background. No, no, well, not even that, but like to provide you with cameras and stuff, right? So, so I guess the big studios would come and just rent all that stuff, and that's what they do. None of like the actual like creative work happens there. There, like you're not gonna really like write out Marvel's next movie in Toronto. I guess, but I don't know if you want to be writing Marvel's next movie. Why not? I don't know. Is is superhero your thing? I love superhero movies. Did you watch the Loki? Yeah, I'm caught up on it. Wow. I just you know. watched episode three yesterday. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm like one episode behind because it came out today. Oh, yeah. I guess I should catch up too. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of tough for me to become an actor here in America because like, you need an 01 visa. So we met this one guy. His name's also Anthony. Uh, so Tian introduced me, and he got the luckiest break ever. He was um, he was doing like I think his masters at USC, and then I think he landed like some title role, like had like he was the lead role. Oh wow! <clears throat> and I think the film was like produced in China, or or released in China, or something like that. And okay. and ta- I think he's Taiwanese, and. Um, Oh, yeah, so movie. there was a lot of fanfare, um, and he got a lot of sponsorships. So he got his O visa. So like for people like you know like Justin Bieber, Drake, and all of them, for them to work in the U.S., mm-hmm. it's like you need a very special visa. It's called the O visa. It's mm-hmm. like you are of exceptional talent. Oh yay! So he got that. I was like, what the fuck? That's awesome, dude. You know, I was like, that's crazy. So mm-hmm. he has three years to find another production. Okay. So you have three years. Like that's how usually the visas work. Like for Canadians, if I'm working in tech, we have TN visas. So mm-hmm. you have three years to, you know, do your thing. And then every three years you have to renew it. Mm-hmm. So he has three years to find another production. Uh-huh. And he has to play like, you know, another role, get it keep getting renewed. <laughs> or d- does like the production need to sponsor that visa? No, no, no. You just need like, like a job offer. That's it. Oh. <laughs> it's not like H1B. So, the O visas and the TNs, um, well, TN does not become a green card. Mm-hmm. The O visa, it could, 
I've heard. Um, that's a faster path than H1B. Mm. And H1B is the one that everyone needs a sponsorship for. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you need to, like lawyers to like petition you and all that fun stuff. Yes. I have a lot of friends who were trying to get the H1B visa. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's tough because it's like completely like um, lottery. Yeah. That or their company or like their work would offer a right. visa. Okay. Yeah, yeah. To apply for a visa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it still takes forever. I have a friend. Yeah. He has his H1B, but it's like takes like eight years to get the green card. Yeah. Like you cannot leave, I'm told. You can't leave a. Like you a, technically could leave. I At mean, least you, I have friends oh, that really? have tried, like they've, they would leave, but then it, coming back in would Is be it, a hassle. Oh, really? Like yeah. before you get the green card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I was like, oh shit, that sucks. So a lot of them don't risk and just stay here. Really? And then their parents would come and visit them. Well, or like their family would come up. You can't travel for eight years or like many years. Well, you can travel to like, you can travel to other places. Right. But you can't, you can't like live abroad. Basically. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's not too bad then. I mean, the whole point of getting green card is to get a green card. Yeah. I mean, there's other ways. <laughs> other green people card could marriage. get green card, green card marriage. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, Do you know anyone that, that has done that? Not specifically oh, okay. for it. Well, uh, yes, kind, yes, no, really, but it's it's so hard to know, like whether or not it was like they got married because they actually really liked each other, and then all of a sudden, once they, they came over here, like they're like, oh, I met someone better. Ooh. Like, I mean, that's still a val- like that's still a possibility, but it's like, did I, they sign like a whole like did they go agreement. through a program? That specifically puts you together with people. I have no idea. Um, that Ice, I don't know of. Ice is going to call you after this. <laughs> Who is this person? We had that happen in Toronto, actually. Like this one girl that we met. She uh, she was living with this dude who paid her, I think, like 10 or 15 grand for a sham marriage to be Canadian. I was just like, what the fuck? So you have to live with this guy for two years because... Like they'll ask you all those questions, right? Like Canada's not as strict, but it's still there. Like the whole maple card marriage. And uh, they'll ask you like, oh, so uh, what toothbrush do you guys have? Like, what do you like? Right. So they have to live together. They really get to know each other, right? Like they don't like they sleep in separate rooms and all that shit. And I remember I met this girl. I was like, I was like 20. I was like, Really? You, you you doing this? I was like, wow, that's uh I mean, you know, that's one way to get money, I guess. I guess that and also a visa. <laughs> well, not for her. She's Canadian. So she's oh, giving so she's out the giving visa. Hi- oh. Yeah, yeah. She didn't buy the visa. She she already like she was born here or born in Canada. Oh. And then she's giving out the visa. I was just like, God damn. Oh, so she's getting people over. Well, I, I don't know how it linked up, but I guess like, you know, there's some program that does it yeah they're so weird there's like there you'll be surprised there's people who try to like sell tours to facebook so like employee oh, face, facebook employees why would sell tickets to go inside facebook as a tour won't the company get mad though yeah that's why they cracked it down they're oh. like now you can only bring two guests okay and within a certain period of months. That's, that's so stupid though. Like you're because people on Facebook make so much fucking money. Why would you risk your career to give a fucking tour of Facebook? Uh well, there's a market for people who want to go and see the Facebook like No, I get company. it. And eat the free food. I get it. But like at the same time, it's like, one, aren't you too busy to do that? Number two, it's like, are you really like they make like four like 
high six figures and you're going how much are you going to charge like $25 per per tour $100 probably maybe they like doing that people, people are just retarded and people want to like show off their facebook pride i guess to to some random people that's that's how you know people like that's how spies get in <laughs> oh, yeah i want to get into facebook how am i getting in well this guy's selling some stupid tour let's do it i don't know <laughs> Yeah, but that's what someone told me too. I was yeah. just like, apparently people do that. That's, um, that's crazy. I think, um, I mean, I also have friends who are also at LinkedIn. So they also get the free lunch. Like they have like special lunches. Really? For their employees. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they don't do the whole tour like right. thing. But like sometimes like if you try to visit her at work, she'll be able to get okay. you in just for like the lunch. I mean, I, I went to Google for the food. It was pretty good. Yeah. It was catered. And then we we hung out like on like the Google campus, you know, yeah. like up by uh, I think Sunnyvale and Sunnyvale. It's I think so. I think their main campus is on Sunnyvale. It's it's like it's just everything is so close together up there. It's just it's so funny. It's like oh now I'm in Mountain View. Now I'm in Cupertino. It's just like literally like a block away. Yeah, it's super close. It's kind of like L.A. though. It's like if you many townships, little towns. Yeah, little yeah. Towns. That's what I found about I guess the West Coast is. A lot of small townships like in Toronto, like the greater Toronto area is big, but not, I guess it's kind of similar. Yeah. Like 15 minutes, I will be in a different town like Markham and Richmond. County. Yeah. Yeah. But I think if you were to drive like from LA and like in LA, you'll be in like the towns are like right next to each other. Like it's just the yeah, street. Yeah. But yeah, it has to be. Fun. It has to be right. Yeah. Like we can't have it's like no man's land, you know, there's like <laughs> a trench, just a trench there, you know, yeah, cross this trench to. Being to another city or town. That's so funny. It's like <laughs> you have to pass this canyon and then this is a different town. <laughs> Could be, right? So what's your plans then now, now that you're in LA? Uh <laughs> I don't know. I think right now I'm just still kind of chilling. Chilling. Justing in, get settling in. I should be job hunting, but at the same time I'm kinda of like Are are you gonna go back into pharmacy when you're down here? Can um, you? I'm actually working tomorrow. Ah, you're still practicing. Mm-hmm. Don't have PTSD. I think if I don't work back in chain, it might be okay. Or if it's chain, then it needs to be a different environment. That's dark PTSD. It was, I mean, I wouldn't call it, it's undiagnosed PTSD. But anyway, back to that. It was just more of like, I couldn't sleep at night. And oh, then fuck. everything, like I was just having really bad insomnia. Oh, and sucks. then every time the phone rang, I would just be like, I don't want to pick that up. <laughs> like, don't call me. It was, it was mostly like, it affected my right. lifestyle so yeah. significantly that I couldn't function normally. No, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that sucks. I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm glad, you know, you got yourself out of a bad situation. It's definitely, I think it was more of like a wake up haul where it's right. like I kind of had to like take my mental health a little bit more seriously. Yeah. Like I can be a great worker, but ultimately at the end of the day for the company and for myself, if I don't know how to like handle it manage or like it's, if i don't know how yeah, to, your work's going to degrade yeah yeah like my productivity is going to degrade yeah for I think sure that's something the companies really need to start thinking about <laughs> <laughs> are you are you calling like your boss <laughs> my boss was actually pretty nice actually. that's good that's like good. the person that hired me was really nice yeah yeah and yeah. it was super understanding and then it, it you're like a, you're like fuck it there was a Peace no there was a whole shit show after oh I left. well kareen thanks for joining us today I hope you had fun <laughs> telling <laughs> your story. I was like, this is the worst way to end it, talking about PTSD or symptoms of PTSD. But thank you, Anthony. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in and uh, we'll see you next week. Perfect.